You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome back. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So in the U.S., the third Monday of every January is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And on this day, we celebrate the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., or MLK for short, and we encourage all Americans to improve their communities. Growing up in New York City and Jersey, I always had MLK Day off from school. And when in elementary school, I remember reading many stories and doing many projects on him to truly understand who he was and the meaning of his work. And as a teacher, I also did the same. When working as a school counselor in a New Jersey suburban school district, I found it astonishing that they were open on MLK Day. And it actually took a few years from the district to go from being open full day with kids in school to half day for students and then professional development for teachers to full day PD for teachers. And now about 12 years later or so, they have the complete day off. And when the schools were open, I actually remember asking some students if MLK was discussed in their classes that day at least in their language arts and social studies classes. And to my surprise, the answer was often no. And this again was only about 10 to 12 years ago. Now, I'm very cognizant of the differences between elementary school and middle school. And as an educator, I know firsthand of the challenges of fitting in curriculum in a number of school days. However, it begs the question, Are we, not only as educators, but also as parents, taking advantage of teachable moments and being mindful about what we share and what we teach our kids? One part of it could be looked at through the lens that we live in a very busy world, right? We're always on the go, and it's very easy to overlook having these types of conversations. However, another lens could be that we as a society are afraid of saying the wrong thing, are afraid of having kids question our knowledge base, and we're afraid on how to deliver these tough conversations. And consequently, we may not say anything at all. And as a parent, I totally get that. My son was in first grade last year when his district was still doing virtual learning during MLK Day. Despite being a former second grade teacher, and that's the most important thing there, I was still surprised by kind of how honest the teacher was in sharing MLK and using white versus black. Because to that point, I still had not used those terms in that language with my then seven-year-old. And while I had discussed the differences in appearance with my son, I hadn't gotten into the specific conversations on race. 
Now, as someone who identifies as BIPOC, which means Black, Indigenous, or person of color, I know the importance of having these types of conversations with my son, which I did begin with introducing how he is perceived as a boy and how the importance of being respectful is to everyone. I actually talked about this in a blog titled Having Race Conversations with Children, which I'll link in the show notes below if you're interested in reading. And once I heard my son being exposed to the topic in school, and once I heard the language that the teacher was using, we then did have honest conversations about the history of whites and blacks and how everyone was treated or how people treated others in our nation's history. And we also talked about how that shows up today and even where that leaves us as Latinos and how we may be treated differently because we have a lighter skin tone compared to some other family members or others who identify as Afro-Latinos. Once the door was open, so to speak, I was really honest and going deep into things. And if he asked me questions that I just didn't know the answers to, we would look them up together. And know that regardless of your background and lived experiences, these conversations with our kids may be uncomfortable. However, they are absolutely necessary despite what you identify with. And to do this well, we must first understand our own privileges that we carry and those that we may not. I talked about this in episode four of the podcast and know that it's okay to identify privileges and talk about those privileges with your kids. I've shared with my son that because we have a week off when we celebrate Christmas and Easter, we're fortunate and we have that privilege as opposed to his friend who celebrates Eid and Ramadan. They do not have a week off for their holiday. And that's a privilege that we carry among many others. And as we identify these privileges, we are not doing it in a way to feel bad about those we have or to take pity for others on the privileges that they may not have. Instead, we are just being aware, aware of the beautiful differences that we have within our communities and societies, which make us so very unique. While at the same time, we take the opportunity to admire and celebrate what makes others unique. And this conversation doesn't only have to center about race, but on all differences. And it slides into the words that we use to describe others as well. For example, instead of calling a person a handicapped person, we say that person has an impairment of seeing, let's say. Or instead of saying that kid is autistic, we say he has autism. And we also have to make sure that we check ourselves for the terms that are out of date. We no longer say retarded. We say that person has a developmental disability, which is still different than saying that person is disabled. Or instead of saying he's an addict, we say that person has an addiction. Those are just some examples. And listen, no one is perfect. And if we don't know, we can ask. And if someone corrects us in something that we say, we say, I'm sorry, thank you. And we remember to fix that for next time. Again, it is important to have these conversations at home. And if you live in the U.S. as you're listening to this, and whether it be before, on, or after Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, 
We want to make sure that we take advantage of the opportunity to speak with our kids, to have these hard conversations with kids, and to take the stance of not preaching so much, but to ask them questions, see where they're coming from, see what they're talking about in school, what they're talking about amongst their friends, and just have an open and honest conversation. Sometimes we as adults underestimate our kids and we forget how much they know and how much they're exposed to, as I forgot when my child was in first grade. We don't all always have the opportunity to listen in on our kids' classrooms and what they're being taught. But what we do have the advantage and the opportunity of doing as educators and as parents is being honest with our kids, even about our harsh past and even about our harsh present and talk about what we can do even in our present day and in the future to make things better. And that is acknowledging differences. And that's also celebrating differences. And most importantly, above all, that is respecting differences. May we remember that we are all a part of the human race and we're not all the same, but that is what makes us amazing. And may we remember to take advantage of MLK Day, not just to have the day off or not just to take advantage of sales, but to have these important conversations with our kids, not only on these set days in our calendar, but throughout the year as well. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, as you take your next inhale in, just notice how the air goes through your nose and as you exhale through your mouth, as it blows out of your mouth slowly. And as you breathe in and out, think about the privileges that you have privileges that you have in regards to your gender, your race, the size of your body, the abilities of your body, perhaps your social class, your education, your religion, your sexuality, your identity, your political views maybe, and so much more. With acknowledging these privileges, bring to mind people who are different from you and think about based upon what they identify with and their lived experiences how they may have to live the world differently from you, for better or for worse. And as you think about these various topics, just think of three things that you can do to make the world a better place. Perhaps that's using different language. Perhaps that's having tough conversations with your kids or with peers and colleagues. Perhaps that's reading a book 
or watching a documentary or listening to a podcast to widen your horizon, understanding and experiences so that you can see things through a different light so that you can have an awareness of yourself and a better awareness of others. And again, above all, so that despite how you are different from others or how others are different from you, we all respect each other despite our differences. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.